My Michelle Live. My Michelle Live. Sports timeout. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle. Here's Michelle, the fans, the field, the faith, the fun, and the fellas. As we look at sports news of the week, sports stories, give our own opinions. And in the midst of it all, we look for the message of hope because there really is one out there. It's called the God story, and we're always willing to share it. Let me introduce you to the gang today. We have an maybe an unfamiliar face, but very familiar to Sports Time Out. He is our Sports Time Out photographer, so he's down there on the field having fun with the players and the photography. It's pretty cool. Thank you very much for joining us today, Carl Hepker. Thanks for having me along today. And then we have with us, he just popped in. Oh, my gosh, really. He, you can't keep a good man down, man. <laughs> Garrick Ping will be there for you if you need him. He is on a road trip, so we see him in his car. If you're watching Sports Time Out and video, Garrick Ping is a pastor. He's a player of soccer. He is a chaplain and an all-around cool guy. You get Get ready to get pinged. And then we have with us Brent R. Baker. Photographer Brent R. Baker. Indeed, a mighty good man. In fact, mighty good men all around. We are talking sports time out today. Now, I do know as a matter of fact that our sports photographer, Carl Hepker, who joins us today, is not a big Bill baseball fan will say his local Mariners, but we're going to start off the bat with, <laughs> there you are wearing a Kraken hat and a Kraken t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. But we're going to start off with Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, the batting average is up 16 points, and the game is down 31 minutes. How is this new season working out for everyone? Yeah? yeah. <laughs> Carl's I, like, I, I haven't I, watched many camp. games. It's working out fine. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> Garrick, have you been watching many Major League Baseball games? I don't know if we have your audio. Can you mime? Yeah, no, you can't you mime can. because you're driving. I think the shorter game times, I think that's going to be great for people at home. People at the games, they might miss out a little bit on some of their standing around in center field, enjoying a beer, hanging with friends kind of a thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've gone to one. I haven't even gone to a game this year, actually. I haven't gone to a game. I guess I have to fix that. What I want to see what I what my feeling is, but I I don't know. I have a short attention span, so I'm thinking it might be okay. But there is some really interesting things happening this year. By the way, did you know I didn't put this in some of the stories that I sent you guys? But I just read this morning that there's some folks that are blaming global warming on the increased amount of home runs and. <laughs> I was like, what? Did anyone hear that story? I did. And one of the funny things about that story is that, or at least the study that did that, it was, it did not include changes in the actual baseballs that Major League Baseball actually admitted to 
causing a, a lot more lift and carry in the balls, the construction of the balls themselves. And that <clears throat> was not considered in the study that was like linking home run ball travel to the weather. Bruce find a study, you can find a study to, that will tell you anything you want. I know li figures lie, liars figure, so go figure. But really, it, so it's almost as though you can't trust anything anymore. And that goes beyond just sports. But what a crazy study. Garrett, can, can you weigh in? Can we hear you at all? I think you can hear me. I'm trying to connect it to the car that I'm driving. It's I actually borrowed my sister's vehicle. I've got our friends visiting from England, and we're headed. Hey, friends from England! Mountain. Yeah, they're on the car. Can hey, I Jack. just can I just say that so, uh, we met one of your friends there at a cracking game, and you guys have been you have really deluged them with American sports. Good for you because that's what we do well, here. We're uh, we're bringing actually one of the crew so this is my wife's niece and her son and we're actually going over to ellensburg because if people didn't know the central washington university wildcats have made it to the western regional championship game in rugby and jack who you guys met at the kraken game is actually a rugby player he plays for his county which is quite a high honor there <laughs> That's, He's 16, that's he looks cool. like 35. I don't know if we can hear Jack, <laughs> but some, because Major League Rugby is fairly new in the United States, and for some of us who are big sports fans, like me, I grew up playing football, playing, learning basketball, hockey, you know, the things that are more familiar to the U.S., but things like cricket and rugby were a little less known. So I don't know, I, I didn't grow up knowing all the in and out. So I've had to learn over the last few years. I've had conversations with Carl about some of the rules that we're still trying to work out. So maybe Carl, if you have any good questions for Jack, he might be the go-to guy, right? Yeah. Jack will be able to answer all your, your rugby questions. I was educated just by looking at, uh, looking something up on rugby. And I asked him and I said, do you play 15s or sevens? And he says, I play 15s. And so I had no, I would have not had any idea what that meant before two days ago. That's because, beautiful. you know, whether or not you have seven players on the team or 15, so it's a different game. And there's actually two different types of games. There's rugby league and rugby union. Rugby, rugby league is more, a little bit closer cousin to American football, would you say, Jack? Yeah. <clears throat> and so anyway, going back to your original question, though, in terms of, it's so funny and the studies and things that are out there and what is the craziest thing to me which is also the most annoying thing is the fact that a lot of these studies probably not this one hopefully but they're funded by our government which means that we are paying for them and they are, lie mean, to me, I'll pay you. Come on. Like the, you just lie to me, I'll the pay mating, you handsomely. The mating habits of earthworms. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But oh actually, gosh. that one probably has some, some usage 
some actual practical application, the mating habits of earthworms. But yeah, anyway, maybe that's more so than how it's affecting home runs. But I don't know, maybe the weather's affecting the Rays because they set a franchise record and they tied the Major League Baseball record with 13 straight wins as they opened the regular season. They are on fire. There's another story. Did you hear this about the Twins? Kyle Farmer, he had to have his teeth realigned. Dude should be playing. Playing for your crack in there, Carl. He had to have his teeth realigned after taking a fastball to the jaw. Whoa, that fastball was going 91.6 miles an hour, if I remember right. It was, can you imagine getting hit with something like that? It scared Garrett off. You mean like a rock hard hockey puck going and getting your teeth fixed and then coming out for the next period? Yes. I guess that's where it's, we talked rugby. Rugby is a tough sport, man. Those guys do everything that you see on a American football field without all of the protective gear. That's crazy. And then you see in hockey, these guys, yeah, you get hit in the puck, in the face with a puck, and then you're out, you're out for t- two minutes maybe, and then you're back on the ice. It's, cr- it's crazy. And hockey is one of those one of those leagues that actually allows people to beat the crap out of each other. And they sit back and say, okay, that's cool. All right. All right. Now it's been enough. So I guess my question to you and maybe Brent, you can weigh in. What do you think is the toughest sport out there? Yeah, actually, I think my vote is Australian rules football. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty tough. It's, it's a combination of American football and rugby. A lot of guys like going up, up after the ball and getting impacted in midair, and they've got no protection, they've got no pads, no helmets. Uh, it's entertaining to watch once you understand it, kind of like rugby can be. Yes. But I, especially in the early days of ESPN when they didn't have a lot of American programming. I watched a lot of late night Aussie rules football because it was that fun to watch. It's crazy. And I was really glad I was not out there playing it. <laughs> Garrick, we were. Yeah, Garrick is driving, and yet he still he will not miss a sports timeout. Man, this guy is faithful. We were just asking what we think the toughest sport is: rugby, hockey, American Australian rules football. What say you? Jack's given his vote for uh, rugby. Yeah, like I said, you're doing everything that all these other sports are doing, but you're doing it without any protection at all. Although, hockey, dude, you're doing all of that, and you're doing it on these little thin ice skates. That's cray. I think hockey 100 years ago, before the helmets and the masks, when guys were (laughs) just taking full... else you know knocking you into you and if someone knocks into you and your tendency i'm sorry soccer player is to fall on the ground and call for your mommy then are you really <laughs> i know that was bad <laughs> carl's and a that's soccer coming player from too, that's coming so from big soccer okay, fans just so, so. They, for the record for the record not all soccer players flop and dive okay okay just Michelle. the professionals just the professionals. <laughs> Carl, what's your vote? What's your vote? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give hot or rugby all it's due. I've been on the field. I've seen those guys hit each other. They also have some gentlemanly rules. So I love that. it's a little yeah. less 
violent in some ways than American football, where they're allowed to just hit people about as hard as they can, any way they can. But yeah, those guys are tough, but I'm going to give my vote to hockey. Woo! Those guys are skating hard. They're going 20, 30 miles an hour at a time. They're hitting each other. They do have some pads. They're not as, as robust as American football pads. They're hitting the boards. They're getting hit with sticks. They're getting slashed with sticks. They're getting a puck moving 80 miles an hour at them, blocking shots with parts of their body that don't have any pads. And these guys will go to the locker room after an injury. They'll get things taken care of, and they'll come out the next shift, or they'll come out the next period. With broken you know, other noses. <laughs> yeah. The other sports, LeBron James getting helped off the court because he can't hop on one leg because the other foot got hurt. So I'm going to go with hockey. Ouch. Okay. Okay. I like it. You guys know my my in, introduction into rugby, right, where I was first covering it, and there's some things that I just didn't know about rugby. Jack, you might appreciate it. So I'm sitting on the sideline as a reporter, observing, watching, learning, and these two rugby players, one guy stands in front of me, maybe, I don't know, five feet in front of me, and then another player walks behind him, and gently caresses the sides of his thighs and I'm like should I be seeing this this is awkward what he was doing is he was getting ready to do a line in where you're practicing lifting a guy to catch the ball as it's thrown in and that was my introduction to rugby I'm like what kind of sport is this oh my gosh come on yeah, there's that. One more thing I wanted to give to you guys as you are watching, listening, or viewing today is my, as we wrap up Major League Baseball, is my favorite play of the week. The Major League Play of the Week for me came from the San Francisco Giants. Bryce Johnson made this crazy catch. There was a do- they were playing the Dodgers and this catch would if it would have gone over the fence if he wouldn't have gotten it probably would have given the Dodgers the lead. Take a look and listen at this as my internet does the slow thing. There you go. Center field. Back in. Oh. Did you guys see that? He just slams his body like a hockey player against the glass and makes this incredible catch and then lays there on the ground. That was the catch of the week for me. That was something else. There we go. Let's transition, shall we? I'm doing a lot of talking. I need you guys to come in here, you know. Drink your coffee for crying out loud. Some, Thanks some, for the invitation. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. You guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to get to some news stories today in sports. It's a case of no good deed goes unpunished and no bad deed is bad enough. And that's where um, there was a countersuit that was filed against a teenager who alleged that a pro basketball player slandered and assaulted him. I'll see if I can pull up. I don't know if you guys heard this story. John Morant filed a lawsuit, a counter lawsuit, because he would have this come to my house, play on the court, and a mentoring thing for young players. Apparently, this player, according to Morant, had gotten angry on the court, threw a ball at Morant's face, 
and then was just angry and claimed he was going to go out and get a gun. Now, this kid filed a lawsuit and said, he assaulted me. And he and it's crazy because I don't know what went down. I don't know the real truth. But I do know that this guy was trying to be a mentor to younger kids, inviting people to his place. And it's no good deed goes unpunished. Then there's the other story that no bad deed is bad enough. The Women's Tennis Association has ended the Peng Shui boycott without resolution when they had said, now this was a sexual assault that was supposedly took place by a Chinese government official in 2021 against against a women's tennis player. And so they said, you know what, but we're not going to China anymore until this is taken care of. It wasn't taken care of because of course China doesn't take care of anything, but the money is so great there and the possibilities of spreading tennis and doing good and showing democracy is so great that they said, oh, well, we, it's time for us to move on. So I wanted to get your impression on either of these stories, guys. Let's weigh in. Carl, Brent, who wants to weigh in? I think with the Morantz thing, he, I have mixed feelings about all of this. Like you said, we don't really know what happened because we weren't there, but he may have been in a position where he's trying to mentor this kid and he's got this initiative in Memphis to try to help kids, but he also has had a very checkered short career in the NBA so far as far as his off-court activities. There was brandishing a gun at a strip club not too long ago that earned him a suspension. Yeah. So I, I think I think there's some significant maturity issues with Morant there more than anything. And he just needs to be more careful with who he surrounds himself with and how he sets up these things. Because if you're... I mean, uh, we go back there, there and the official looks at me. Forgive me. House, there we go. Sorry about lots that. Of things, lots of things can be accused and lots of things can happen. So hopefully he's he's taking his lumps and learning some hard lessons from some of these things. Although turning around and suing the kid, uh, I don't know. But at the same time, if he... if his version of the story is more true than the kids and he's standing to lose in court. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard to say where to go with it other than maturity is a significant issue with Miranda. Um, he needs to, to start it. figuring some things out here. That's right. Garrick, you're back online. We'll get yeah. to you in just a moment. Carl, did you want to weigh in on these stories? Not overly familiar with either one, but it sounds like the, the basketball guy, if he's already had off-court issues of brandishing a gun, there's obviously something going on in his head. Right. Maybe the kid was out of line. That can happen. I had a youth where I played soccer out on the community field with a bench against men, and sometimes they were rough with us. We chose to step on the field as 14, 16-year-old kids and play against the men. We knew we were going to get roughed up a little bit, but it's, it sounds like both parties probably maturity did something wrong and uh, they just didn't handle it correctly the fact that it's got to get the lawsuits who knows maybe there's some ambulance chasing going on there by the kid yeah i think somebody needs to mentor that uh, that pro basketball player and teach him how to be a, a better community example yeah, there you go. And with the WTA ending the boycott of China, I'd like for folks to go to My Michelle Live. We did a pretty interesting show for Thursday's News and Views about the dangers of what China is doing in their influence, attacks, and of America. Really insightful. And how we've had this thought that giving China all of this, all of this platform in the U.S., we have 
have such an influence on them, it really hasn't been working. That's something interesting. You may want to go to My Michelle Live for more information. Garrick? Yeah, I'd love to weigh in on that because I just had an image come to mind. Okay, double, right? Two lines, double, standard. All right, there's a little S. What does that do? It makes a dollar sign. Where money is involved, it totally sets up. Come on. It is just appalling to me. As a person of Chinese descent, I am, and I I just feel so ashamed of, I think, throughout the you're coming in and out, Garrick, so I'm going to step in here, but I understand yeah. that. But yeah. to be fair, it isn't necessarily a China thing. It really is that dollar sign thing. And as the Bible teaches us, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself? No, it's no crime to have it. But the love of money, the root of all evil. Garrick, I, let's see if we can get you back in. You had you went to your first NHL game. We met there. You had Jack with you. Your very first NHL game, which was the one that brought the Kraken officially into the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. As the local paper said, that it's been a long, dry spell waiting for playoffs. I'm like, dude, it's only their second year of existence. What the heck? But what was your impression of your first hockey pro hockey game i want to thank the kraken they sent me a note afterwards and said hey thanks for coming to your first game because of you we're in the playoffs now and so (laughs) (laughs) it was i have i'm a soccer player and so hockey there's been comparisons drawn to indoor soccer and hockey because it's similar size field and things like that and I, I, I've really tried to watch hockey on television and, and haven't. It, it, I've struggled to really stick with the games and watch them. But when you go live to a hockey game, it is nothing. You're cutting out. You can step in with us. So there's live yeah. hockey. There is, I think, amongst at least the major american sports the difference between tv and live is the largest in hockey yeah. because there's so much that happens with coming on and off the ice shift changes even just watching how offense sets up during a power play or whatever so many of those things are going on at once over the expanse of the whole ice it's hard to catch that on television and be able to see the puck and when you're seeing it live from a different angle there's just so much going on with hockey. It's just it makes a, a different experience. It does make it easier to like understand the game when you're watching it on television once you've experienced it live. So hopefully Garrick will get more enjoyment out of his TV enjoyment of the Kraken in the playoffs now that he's seen them live. Yeah, no kidding. It is there's there is absolutely nothing like it. And as we're talking hockey again, Brent, you brought this story to the forefront this week in in our kind of group chat because as folks may not know, yeah, we get together on Friday and part of it is because of you. We want to give you a good program. We want to unspend news, give you the God story. The other part is that we're all friends. And so when we're watching sports or fun things happen in the world where we come across stories. We have a group chat that goes on and you can see the camaraderie that comes out in this program. But you sent this story 
concerning the NHL's controversy, what to do with their pride night. I don't know if you know this, and I don't, I, hockey really can be a family sport, like most sports. You bring your family to to the games it's maybe cost prohibitive because hockey games are expensive but they do market to children they have special nights for children special giveaways for children little toys that you can buy for children the vancouver canucks before their pride night had a drag performance And is that really appropriate? Now, drag tends to be a little sexualized, obviously, because it's hyper-sexualization of of what femininity really is or what being a woman really is. In my opinion, it's not really that different from blackface because it's just pretending to be something you're not. You're dressed like a clown. You're dressed like a woman. You're dressed like an Indian or some other race. That may be a cultural appropriation or it may be the sincerest form of flattery you may have to decide but really was that that was that really appropriate before a an nhl game to have a a drag performance i would say no but i think the bigger thing about the story i found the story was about an ex-nhl player and actually he was one of the studio guys during the kraken kings game last night pk subbin I think you say his name, Subin. He was talking about, in relation to the Pride Nights and stuff, how the NHL and other leagues have done this. Basically, his quote is something that we've been, we've talked about. But he says, we cannot push everyone to be an activist. We need to be very careful, Mm -hmm. pick and choose what they want to talk about. And I don't like it when we put the onus on athletes to be activists. By the way, this is one of the, the few Black former NHL players it's not been, you could say it's not been a very diverse sport as far as skin color goes. It's but very it's international. Not, but can but, I say that's not necessarily but, because of racism? You could say, oh, well, I, don't, I don't people, think it is. People I, but, will say it's systemic but racism. I think be, but I think, it, Brent, it's important to, to note here because a lot of people don't know that or they don't know why. It's really geographics, where hockey comes from, the background of hockey, the geographics of where there's ice and what color people tend to live in those areas or had until maybe Absolutely. now we're, that we're in the 21st century. Go ahead. Uh, the only reason I brought that up, though, is because uh, the spotlight is going to be on him for saying something like that because of his ancestry, frankly. But we've talked about it a lot. It's like when these leagues and these teams force all of their players to promote and celebrate a specific ideology, regardless of whether they believe that or not, that's the problem. That's the problem. It's, um, again, you know, what he said, I'm not saying it's right or wrong to wear the pride jersey. We just have to be careful how we push players to do things. You can support that community without having to wear a hat, a t-shirt, or a jersey. And especially when you're doing it in your team uniform as a team and basically being forced to promote something, whether you agree with it or not. The direct correlation and a direct connection to one of our earlier stories when we talked about the Chinese communist. That's true. That you, you told a party line or else and that's exactly what we see happening in this country another drop the mic moment all right 
Another drop the mic moment by Garrick Ping right there. Right on. It really is. You tow the line or else, and that's a problem. Uh, Carl, do you want to weigh in? Yeah, a couple weeks ago when most of the teams were having their pride nights, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of NHL, did come out and say that they were going to revisit the whole corporate NHL policy on this. And he recognized that it is possible for people to want to lend their support to all of these people. Individuals. Um, Some people call them the alphabet gang. Yes, people want to lend their support, but they don't necessarily want to have to be demonstrative about it, have to put on the jersey. It doesn't mean that they don't care about these individuals, Mm -hmm. but he did see that there was a problem with maybe forcing everybody to, like you said, toe the line. So they, I think they're going to revisit what the NHL does and how they approach this on the coming years. And they should, because I can say, and we've said on Sports Time Out, if you're an athlete and you deserve a place on the team, no matter what you identify as or what who you sleep with, who you vote for, how you feel about different political issues, you deserve a place on the team. I can support you as an individual, but that doesn't mean that I have to support everything that your agenda comes with if it means transitioning toddlers because you want to make them a different sex if it comes with a sexualization of children some things that are controversial and they should be talked about but we've had this love it or leave kind of mentality like Garrick was pointing out and that truly is a problem as we get to the end of the show a couple other things i wanted to hit one is the nfl is always a soap opera off season i think you guys will agree off season you always get to hear what's going on aaron Rodgers admitted he wanted to be a new york jet and hopes to be traded there the packers are actually saying that they are searching for a second round pick in the upcoming nfl draft in and 2024 first round pick if somebody wants to pick up Aaron Rodgers I don't know it should he be retiring we see these quarterbacks that just want to linger on and on Tom Brady and never know when to quit just wondering and another NFL news story is the commanders are now up for sale so if you have what is it six billion dollars i don't remember the price tag on them but there's a group that includes magic johnson that has an agreement in principle to buy the commanders so there you go any thoughts on the nfl or any other story that we didn't bring up today guys before we go to our final shot i think getting Dan Snyder out of the NFL will only be good. <laughs> there's been there's been constant scandal, all sorts of just horrendous things you hear about coming out of the behavior of people within the front office. Um, just they're constantly in court trying to defend themselves. And bottom line, what was one Super Bowl contender was winning 60, 65 percent of their games since Snyder bought them in 1999, has pretty much face-planted just about every year, except maybe occasionally sneaking into the playoffs. Their front office is a disaster. They make bad move after bad move, and they've just been a bad team and really an embarrassment. Now, I was reading something this morning that was really insightful about why, with all of this, um, have the rest of the NFL owners not done more to push him out? And the answer is, you don't get rid of someone in your group that sucks that you can beat all the time. 
<laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and so maybe the moral And is... you might have some stuff going on in your own house that you don't want out there, but as long as Dan Snyder was out there, you knew he'd be a bigger story. I love that, um, so Garrick. I, I think it's good for a lot of good for a lot of reasons. I love that, Garrick. He's giving us a view of where he's headed. Yeah. I actually Oh, go ahead. Michelle. Well, comment on Brent. Yeah, changing his clothes Brent, while he's driving. Brent, really, truly, we need to take into consideration the moral of the story of our program today. Maybe where is your morality? What is the basis of your worldview, and what drives you? We've talked about money and power, and even winning games. But what really makes sports? phenomenal to me is the purity of it the sportsmanship of it the doing the right thing the struggling against odds that's what makes sports awesome garrick did you want to win in before we take our final shot yeah i think i dropped out before i finished what i was saying about my first cracking game and i put the camera on just as a visual image of what i'm talking about because what i'm seeing through my eyes right now is different from what you're seeing through the camera. And I've tried to watch hockey on television and it's different from the live experience because it's completely sensory and your eye can see so much more than what you can see through the camera when the game's on television. Oh, and you hear and the so swish, swish, you hear oh, the crack yeah. of bones. <laughs> oh, you really yeah. hear it when someone's body checks. It's just, what? Yep. There's oh, no, nothing you like it. You feel it. You literally can feel that, that impact that happens. And so it was a great experience. I'm. My wife asked me the same question afterwards, and I said, honey, I'm going to take you to games sometime because I think you'll really enjoy, even though she knows nothing absolutely nothing about hockey uh, but anyway nothing wrong with that i think it's time for us to take our final shot final shot brent final shot us <laughs> i'm gonna go back to baseball and i hope this isn't premature i think i would be competing with our wookie josh on this one but people in the seattle area have been all too familiar with the struggles of jared kelnick who is an outfielder. He's a highly touted prospect. He's still only 23 years old, but his first two seasons have been a struggle, both on the field and I'd say off the field, not because of behavior, but just dealing with the stresses of high expectations, never having failed at any level of baseball before, and then finding out the major leagues are a whole different deal. Yeah. And he, the first couple of weeks of the season has just has been everything that people had hoped he might be. He's just had a great approach. He's been very even keeled at the plate. The last three games in Chicago, Wrigley Field, he hit home runs in each of them. Every one of them was impressive. One of them was a pinch hit game tying home run in the ninth inning. The last one went into the center field bleachers in Wrigley Field, measured at 482 feet, which is like 100 feet beyond the wall, into an area where even like the Cubs broadcasters, I heard a clip of their their accounting of it and they've been there 15 years probably and one of the guys had played there before that and yeah there's the someone in the parking Scott, lot that's going to be like calling their insurance company for a new windshield yeah, on that one <laughs> they nobody had seen one hit up there before that has been around for 20 25 years Dang. and it was if you watch it must be global warming so, yeah yeah must be but it's just <laughs> i want to give my shout out to jared kelnick because he's stuck with it 
endured a lot of failure, a lot of criticism, and right now is it's paying off for him. So hopefully that continues. Like it. Uh, Garrick, if we have connection with you, we're going to get your final shot while we can. <laughs> i go with the easy button on this one just because I experienced my first cracking game last week and they made it into the playoffs for the first time in franchise history their second year. And so my final shot goes to Seattle Kraken, although there's disappointing loss to the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights, but, uh, but they have everything to be really pleased about and proud of because, and I was hurt, and I'm not a real huge hockey fan, but I know it enough to understand the fact that the Kraken actually had a style of play, uh, and it wasn't just a random fact that they won as many games as they did. And they've really developed a reputation and are a team to be reckoned with in the future. So my final shot goes to our own Seattle Kraken. Yeah, they were close last night and beating the Knights, who clearly are a better team. But they have really put together some great lines, so good for them. You're right. Let's go with Carl Hipker. A couple of quick ones are Seattle Seahorses. I'm sorry, Seattle Dragons, they actually have put together a halfway decent season so far. I think they start off with a couple early losses, but then they got four or five wins in a row. Kudos to them for having a good season. The Seawolves were 5-0 and until they ran into a second-best team in the league in San Diego. So I think right now they're like 6-1 and or something like that. Hopefully they can get themselves back to another championship. And, of course, the Kraken. I'm a season ticket holder. I love going to games. Obviously, have the gear. That team has been fun to watch. This year, last year it was a lot of this, and uh, this year it's a lot of this. Setting records, seven straight wins on the road, set an NHL record. Gave Boston their first home loss of the season. Gave them a bagel, three to zero, and they've only lost maybe half a dozen games at home all year. Set other records. Looking forward to what they can do in the playoffs, and let's go cracking. Let's go. So my final shot is a little bit sad. Craig Breen drove with. WRC and he was 33 years old an Irish driver he became the first WRC driver to die in an accident in Croatia and it's it was founded in 2006 and I just wanted to uh, to his friends and family I do believe in thoughts and prayers because when something serious happens you really think about your eternal destiny and what life is really all about and what our show is really all about is not just sports there's a struggle in life that is like sports but sometimes you win sometimes you lose in life but in faith there is always a reward at the end and there is something the it factor that sees you through the wins through the losses through the injuries through the successes through the failures and that is christ and i just pray my thoughts and prayers that for their family for those of you who are listening that you'll realize that god is good and i think carl is getting ready for the biggest the biggest rivalry in major league soccer in the united states that's the seattle sounders and the portland timbers which will be taking place this weekend for the first time in this season and i'm just gonna say i know there's people in oregon that watch but i'm gonna say go sounders guys thanks for joining us today god bless you and listen share and thanks carl for joining in it's nice to see your face For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.